and welcome to The 250, your weekly podcast looking at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew? Very good, Darren. How are you doing? Are you well? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. So, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that this podcast lasts exactly as long as the movie that we're discussing. Exactly. I'm just going to slow everything down. Have like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, really, will this podcast be as crazy as the... That, Yes, make movies crazy we again. Haven't, we haven't revealed uh, too much. <laughs> what I the hope. movie is? Yeah, but um, but yes, yes. So we are talking as as we kind of alluded to last week. Spoiler: We're about to talk about a movie. About a movie. Yes, yeah. unconventional. I know you may have figured out that it's just the two of us this week, which means it tends to get a little giddy. Um, it tends to get a bit weirder and go down some stranger tangents. We tend to behave ourselves a bit better when there are guests. But yes, we are talking about Ram Kumar's 2018 Tamil language thriller, musical, romance, drama, light comedy in places, farce of manners in other places, Rachasan, loosely translated as Demon. And we are doing this because... In the episode that we released last week, which we may or may not have recorded several months ago, I innocuously said, hey, let's do that Indian musical serial killer movie. And here we are. So it is just myself and Andrew. <laughs> let's let's just before we before we kind of like jump into the three questions. What was your initial reaction to this? I went into this knowing the basic premise of the movie I, because I, oh, I oh, sorry, sorry. No, no. What, what was your full uh, re- reaction? You were aware of the premise. I was aware of the premise. That was all I knew about. I knew that I couldn't find much information of it online. And it was very much like it was the end of last week's episode. It was like, I have nothing lined up. Let's just say that we're going to do this thing. So I knew very little going into this. It's like, what did... how much more information do you need? 25,000 votes. <laughs> you gave it, on average, more than 8 point... Was yeah. it 2 <laughs> out of 10? Uh, eight, eight you can't one, give yeah. it a zero. So um, <laughs> you, these are all facts that you know. Um, yes, these are all things that I know going into it. I feel like they maybe didn't prepare me for the experience. But what about yourself, Andrew? As somebody who quite literally just got a text message from me saying, by the way, we're doing Rachasan. It's available on Amazon. It was in a text with a lot of other information. <laughs> so I don't know how much <laughs> I... I had to go back and look at the text to see, like, what am I watching? Um, and and it, did, it didn't tell me much because I'm guessing it's a Tamil word for... Um, I, I didn't notice at the time, but as as you say, and I think as the movie um, points out through the, through the medium of subtitles, um, it does mean demon. I guess looking at the word that it wasn't um, at the 2017 kind of like Oscar contender um, for best <laughs> uh, American movie. Um <laughs> But um, no, did, did, did I, I, I looked at it. I, the first thing I checked today was how long is it? Because <laughs> I needed to know that in order to have seen it in time for the podcast. Um, we are professionals. And it also gave a little description about the movie. So did they, they, I, I feel like um, uh, we normally don't, don't talk much about the, the, the plot. And maybe it's better if people don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, the the standards for what counts as a not that you're aware of this at all, Darren, <laughs> but the standards for what counts as a as a um, spoiler can be quite low, quite low yeah. bar. 
And I mean, look, we did talk about like No Way Home and we got right. through the non-spoiler zone like as quickly as possible. I think we got we beat a record. We were, And then we talked for like two and a half hours afterwards. Mm. But uh, OK, so, yeah, I think we, we kind of maybe played our hand a little bit when we got there kind of at the start. We're like, yeah, make movies weird again. I feel like that's maybe enough of a suggestion to offer, perhaps. Yeah, I feel like I've even already said too much because. Um, I mean, the the. I guess we'll 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 come to how we feel about the movie, um, <laughs> like in a little bit, and 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 uh, I'll, I've already kind of tipped it a bit, but um, we'll see. Um, or to um, tune in for the shocking conclusion to our pre-spoiler zone conversation, <laughs> where we reveal the answers to all of the questions. Um, does this belong on the two fifty? Uh, yes okay thank you for the prompt sorry yes, that no, is... no. I, I do beg your <laughs> no, pardon no it, it's entirely fair i mean look yeah there, there's some stuff like there's some interesting stuff to talk about with the development of the movie but all of that involves like what the movie is what it's about and how its final form came about mm. is in some way explained by a lot of the discussions about its production as i suspect you might suspect having watched the movie yeah um i i i, I like i'm fascinated um but the the um but this and, and it, like it's probably um i feel like i i, I kind of want to get out in front of it um for a listener who who maybe is familiar with the movie and likes the movie a lot and is now listening to us maybe intro the movie and are thinking I'll, I'll turn this off immediately um don't we have ads um <laughs> listen to them at least first and then um and then stop listening but but no um i i i i i i may um share <laughs> some like positive um uh, feelings about the movie i i mean i'm sure there's all sorts of people who 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 are there who are like fascinated with this movie whether they like it or not um yeah. so yeah sorry um, yeah. did, was that no, cogent no, or didn't articulate at all? Did that I, make I, sense? I kind of get, I, I get it. And I mean, like, yeah, before we, before we talk about the three questions, I'll, I'll simply preface my comments here. I will admit that I was fascinated by this movie just from its, its conception, from the one-line summary that I gave back at the start of this and the one-line summary that we gave when Luke asked, Hey, Darren, what is the 250th ranked movie on the IMDb list right now? And I'm like, oh, it's Ratchasan. It is, you know, the Indian serial killer musical. And Luke's like, yeah, I think that maybe belongs on the list, just instinctively hearing about it. It's um, but redundant, though. Like, consider, I, I know, like, obviously... There, there will be movies made on the Indian subcontinent that aren't, that don't have musical numbers in them. Yes. Um, but it does always feel kind of redundant where we describe them as musicals. That um, is fair. That they, is very fair. Be, 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 it's, it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's such a convention. It's like having credits in a movie. Are, <laughs> kind of, you know, um, is it eventually? Western movies will always have an after credit sequence. Yes, there we go. That is, that's the same sort of thing. So yeah, it's like saying, oh, it's that Marvel movie. You know, the one with the post credit sequence. Um, but yeah, okay. But the, one of the things that kind of drew me to it is that I think like, as we've talked about the 250, um, and I think Andrew 
has talked about like finding like new favorites through the 250 finding movies that you really adore through it i think like for example you've cited a lot of the billy wilder movies i think are movies that you came to through the podcast and which you absolutely love more revelations for you yeah that, that, that like like some like it hot was something that i had seen like every irish person it seems <laughs> every christmas um since i could remember seeing things um yeah. and uh, but the apartment i think was one you hadn't seen yes, before we did it the apartment and was, i think and and sunset boulevard um and for me those movies have interestingly enough largely been indian movies so like i i adore lagan once upon a time in india uh, but i particularly connected with like the genre indian films that we've encountered on the list so, i like, love tangal yeah the, the wrestling the wrestling Sorry, movie I, as well. I stepped on you as you were saying. no 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 no, no, no. Um, I, I kind of lean more towards like And Had Hoon, which mm. is like this Coen Brothers-esque black comedy about organ trading, uh, which is like a fascinating combo. It's terrific. And I don't know, like, did we say it when we were recording? But is that our favorite so far? I, I mean, um, sorry, it, at the time, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we won't we um, won't tip off whether. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, go ahead. It, it like I think it was one of my favorite new watches of of twenty eighteen of the year that we recorded that, and then like Tambad last year, which I suspect I was kind of hotter on than you were. But I was like, yes, this is definitely, yeah, definitely, absolutely. But I was like, this is insane. This is great. We need more like this, please. Uh, Andrew's like, I feel like we have just enough of this. Thank you very much. <laughs> it certainly um, was insane. I need to oh, give yeah, it credit I, for Tambad. For being different to any other movie um, <laughs> that I'm aware of, of- um, and if it's and if it's if it's novel enough for Darren, then it means that it's a true <laughs> novelty because he has seen and is obliged to watch every single movie. Um, yeah. And and so like I was kind of curious about this because I I figured I really liked Indian uh, genre cinema, uh, and I figured that yeah, Rajasthan might kind of fall into that. And just to preface before we jump into the three questions. I have kind of mixed feelings about this, but I generally lean towards... Same. I think I liked it more than I disliked it. Yeah. And I think there are things that we will unpack and there are things that we will discuss, but I, I kind of suspect I'm probably going to come out the positive side I of this. I hope there's things um, about this movie that we'll somehow manage not to discuss. Or that I'll just be quiet for <laughs> Um, tasteful moments yeah, we'll take a yeah. tasteful moment here exactly. and there um, but yeah so no like, I, I think yeah I, it, this isn't going we're not I, we're not going to bury this movie I don't know how we're going to respond to it but it's not going to be a ha 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 look at how weird this movie is although there may be elements of that um, I, I think there is stuff here to discuss I think it's a fascinating movie I think it does some interesting things I think it does some really good stuff I think it does some really gonzo stuff and I think the picking between the two is going to be fascinating um with that in mind then we'll Absolutely. just do, we'll do the three questions and kind of jump into this war zone so we can talk about it in in more depth so Andrew do you think that Rachasan belongs on a list of the 250 <coughs> sorry the gloved manservant just arrived with a glass of water on a silver <laughs> we, tray we, we, yeah no we, <laughs> Andrew's gargling <laughs> <laughs> now we have to include the cough <laughs> on, yeah. on, on the, yeah I was like trying to cough off um, camera but realising that there is a like two microphones pointed at my face <laughs> I turn away from one into the other <laughs> and the listener can try and figure out which one Darren used which one Darren used in the edit yeah um, let's face it Darren 
you got stuck audio of a cough and, and inserted it in in post. You can't help it. <laughs> it's just reflexive at this point. Um, um, all right, but yes. Yeah, so to kick us off, there, Andrew. Yes. Do you think that Rajasan belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies ever made? Um, it's really tough. Really tough because I've just watched it and. Let me say that this is a very... um, I was admiring it for kind of for a while for how um, it was... For how conventionally kind of um, set up everything was and that it was kind of um, very kind of well... uh, balance and kind of like funny but kind of dramatic and kind of meant something but also kind of like established kind of characters and their journeys like in a very um kind of economical way and and then (laughs) the the movie um kind of goes it kind of goes wild i guess um and I don't know if that made it better or worse. Um, and I can kind of understand both um, arguments. And I'm sure we're, we're probably going to be kind of like pulling a bit like that. But um, like at first I was like, maybe this is better than, than any of the other um, kind of uh, Indian movies that, 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 that we've watched. But let's see where it goes. And, and now I, 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 I genuinely don't know what to kind of say or make of it i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say like maybe maybe a big yes um and <laughs> maybe um i will be ashamed <laughs> that. Yes. um like i'm kind of want to um uh stand, sit in the fence a little bit on 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 this one how 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 about yourself does it does it belong i mean indian movies perhaps do 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 belong do, do, they perhaps do deserve more representation than they have yeah and i'm and i mean then there is this kind of discussion that we've had like like one of the things is about like genre representation and stuff like that i mean i i do think that this is like very heavily influenced by like the Western canon of serial killer movies. And we'll talk about those again in this poor zone. Like it's a greatest hits kind of like rock and roll tribute band, but still also very much like the form that we expect from an Indian film to a certain extent, which is like that, that is, I think one of the central tensions of the movie is that half of it is like David Fincher's Zodiac and half of it is like Lagan once upon a time in India. No, maybe Dangal is a better point of comparison. Hmm. Um, And it kind of, it it's it's not that this movie ever really comes off the rails because I think to the credit of like you know Ram Kumar the director I think this is a remarkably well directed movie in terms of doing all the stuff that it knows it has to do but it often feels like it's on two separate sets of rails that are not necessarily moving in parallel or the same direction as one another and are kind of weaving in and out at odd angles and um, and, and, and like. I'm kind of tending to say that that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know that 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 um, like you watch a movie and when when it is set up kind of in the in the way that kind of um, stories often are, um, which it, which is how this movie kind of goes, 
um, there is this kind of a satisfaction in watching it to its end and it accomplishing what you expected it to. And then there, there, there's, there's a kind of a transcendent thrill in, in, in watching something that does that, but also kind of completely um, turns your expectations upside down and, um, and takes real risks, I guess, um, yeah. uh, doing it. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, now, I, I don't think it should be commended for all of the, the risks, uh, that, it risks takes. that it takes. <laughs> and it, I, I think maybe like a little bit of um, caution. There's, there's a reason why you, other movies don't take some of those same risks, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it did, there were, it, it did, it did become a bit kind of like confusing, kind of tonally, but also in terms of kind of message and that. Yeah. Um. At 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 points. Um. So to, to answer the question very succinctly, probably not. Um. I I think like, and again, to to play my cards, to play my cards on this one hey hey um i i do think people that haven't seen the movie no no that's fair they so don't they don't really appreciate it's a pun um but so it I'm is just throwing, and it's good yeah i'm throw, i'm throwing a little bit of that pun Believe magic that. in here um <laughs> but what what i will say is that like yeah I, I i admire that it swings for the fences i don't necessarily think that it coheres in a way that i kind of expect a movie on this list to kind of cohere like, I expect a movie on this list to be like, you know, it blows me away. It's a monument of cinema. It is, you know, utterly unlike anything I've seen before. And this is utterly unlike anything I've seen before, but also in a way that's like, this is something that absolutely should exist and should have always existed. And that that's where this movie kind of, for me, doesn't quite get there. But it, it's a very narrow miss, and I certainly don't begrudge its existence on here. I think there are several movies on this list that are significantly weaker than this movie. I think we have covered at least one of them in the past month. Listeners can, can try and guess which one that was. Um, but Andrew, would it be on your own personal 250, your own 250 favorite movies? I think like right now, yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, well, I, I don't know. Like, like, I don't think it's going to stay there because kind of like on reflection, it's... it's uh, on reflection, it's kind of um, it's it's not it, it's not I, it's not very clear what it's about, I guess, <laughs> or in 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 some ways. And I guess you'll be asking later on. I was about to say, um, are you lining some, up or preparing an answer? <laughs> at some point, I kind of forgot. <laughs> I like I I had all of the answers prepared, and then it it just kind of um, just got giddy <laughs> on like where what what's gonna um happen next um kind of and I, 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 I completely forgot like what the themes were <laughs> and, and i do like a movie to 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 do that well i i just said probably yes but actually probably no i mean <laughs> I, I love that i love that your answer for the first question was either a strong yes or a strong no and your answer to the second question is Maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Like no, no, the, no. I like that the range we're getting. It was something that I considered doing, that I was trying to, when writing notes, break it down into categories. So to, 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 to write To down, itemize like, a list, to make a yeah, list yeah. Of, about this What am this I going to recommend? <laughs> <laughs> what puns do I need to have ready? <laughs> um, Up your sleeve, uh, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would I write... Is this on the 250? Does this... Sorry, does it... It is on the 250. Does it belong to be on the 250? 
Um, that is that. That's not how you frame that question. Um, does this belong on the list of the top two hundred and fifty movies of all time? Does this belong? Would this be on your own? Personal. Personal. <laughs> um, and finally, would you recommend it? Um, and I, I definitely know the answer to the third question, but the first and second questions I've, I would find it very difficult to. Part of it is that I've just seen it. Um, maybe maybe we'll just get to the answers to those <laughs> questions. But would this be on your own personal list of the top 250 movies for you? <laughs> for you. <laughs> for you. It's a, it's a, this is a top 250 movie. For you. Um, but <laughs> I don't have any cups. Yeah, we did it in proper, the proper pain voice. Um, we'll fix it in post. We will not fix yeah. it in post. Um, For you. Um, oh, wow, I just got a blast of minty freshness. <laughs> I, I tried to do it from a, from a chewing gum container. Um, no, if, imagine if Bane got a blast of minty freshness. That's, that's, that's a great idea for a Wrigley's ad, actually. Yeah. Like, do do you think he brushes his teeth? Because nobody's gonna smell it. You know, what I mean, yeah, probably. What's his mental? What's his kind of like dental hygiene like? I think it's those pipes that Batman punches yeah. have like all sorts of mouth stank. Oh, so he can yeah, just kind of ugh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, there's one pipe <laughs> that is like taking the halitosis away, and another that is like um, pushing menthol in. In yeah. All right. Beautiful. (laughs) That moment after he comes out of the meeting with Daggett, he's like, the fresh maker. Um, (laughs) Do you feel fresh? Um, How are we not selling ads? That is a question. I do not know. I do not realize how we are not selling ads. But what I will say, uh, to answer that question, probably not. I did not like this as much as I loved Andatun, as much as I loved Tumbad, um, as much as I loved Lagan, even. Um... So probably not on my own personal two. Well, race three, um, <laughs> Dabang three. Um, I mean, I f- I feel like this would be an interesting Salman Khan movie. Um, I feel like there would be that would add just another like that would be a third rail basically for this movie if it had to be a Salman Khan vehicle as well. It's the second kind of uh, sorry. It's the third category of movie of uh, from from the the Indian subcontinent kind of like broadly that we that, that we've covered one is the Amir Khan movies yeah second is the Salman Khan movies and third is the neither of neither them nor the um uh, third Khan whose name yeah. has just escaped me um there are more than three cans. There, there are more than three cans, but we've forgotten the third can, and I we apologize to listeners for that. It will not be. It's not the first mistake that we made with regards to Indian cinema. It will not be the last. We apologize in advance for that. Um, He's a cant. Um, no, I just sorry. That's maybe not clever. I I, I should have thought more about that one. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to like anyway, sorry. Um, and then final question, Andrew. If listeners have not already seen Rajasan, and it is available on the streaming service Amazon Prime around the globe. Mm. You get free you, shipping. You do get free shipping. Um, you, you just end up giving do your you money to Jeff Bezos. Um, you do. You do. Like, these are very much like the movies on Amazon Prime are like the magazine rack at the counter, basically. Mm. Uh, which is like kind of depressing, but also means that insane stuff happens with them. Occasionally um, you get a viz. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Would you recommend that listeners pause the podcast and stream the movie to a local device? Um, I would. Um, it is... Uh, it is long, but it's not longer than than a lot of movies that kind of people are expected to watch these days. Like, yeah. Um, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, for example, Lord of the right. Rings, The Last Jedi. Basically, most of our December catalogue, with the notable exception of Super Baby's Baby Geniuses too. Yeah, which is mercifully short. Which just felt longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the, this movie is kind of exhausting in a good way. Like, um, it will... Um, I felt, anyway that um I, I i had never seen a movie like this and that it, it it was it was a very good kind of like straight down the line movie for up to a certain point and then um did a lot of interesting stuff and commits um, to that interesting yeah, stuff unquestioning exactly and that i was giddy watching it like um in 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 the final third and maybe that is just what movies should do <laughs> like um you know, because they, they, it, 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 the, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with its, with its sense of pacing. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would recommend that people watch it. You can watch it in two halves if you like. Yes, there's an intermission. It has intermission, yeah, yeah, which is quite nice. More movies should have an intermission. Um, and I like, I, I really like how it structures that intermission, which we'll talk about later on, because that's a point where there are several shifts that happen very, very quickly in the movie. Uh, that's yeah, that's kind of the 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 sort of um, uh, full metal jacket. Kind of yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas, and, like, and, if if you liked that, you can just go now. <laughs> 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 like, if 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 you're happy with that being the movie, then. Pretty much everything's resolved. We've wrapped yeah. the bow around most of it. There's one lingering question, but don't worry. Um, but yeah, and, and for myself, I would generally recommend it. Um, I had a tremendous time with this. I kind of cheated. Um, so I watched this last night um, a little bit. So I had a little more like preparation for this podcast than Andrew. That's okay. It's like nobody is surprised by this. Yeah, my, and my immediate um, reaction was to watch it again today to try and like see if again, I could like again, again. Darren. Nobody no. is surprised by that. That's like that's that's just like the standard Darren. Uh, to try and like put my finger on it Stand and see Darren. if I could. That, thank you. Um, to see if I could get the like the pulse of this movie a second time to see if it felt if it like if the novelty wore off. Like the second time, if now that I knew the movie's tricks, so to speak, but it's like no, no, the movie, the movie still does what it does the second time around, which yeah, is quite remarkable. Like, even knowing that is coming, yeah, did that like did did that kind of help or because I, I I wonder if it, if it would, um, kind of did, but it also means that the, like the tonal shifts seem even sharper because you're like. No, now we're spending time doing this thing that I know is completely different from what's going to happen later on. Like, we're going to spend, you know, without getting too spoilery, we're going to spend 20 minutes on, say, hypothetically, like, a meet-cute or a farce sequence. Um, And, you know, later on, the movie's going to go a very different, very darker, very weirder direction. And also several other directions that are just as far from this as that. Um, so it kind of almost heightens it mm. because the first time you watch it, you are in the moment as you're watching it. And the second time you're like, I'm trying to recontextualize these opening scenes as part of the same movie that I know this is going to be. 
So you get an interesting, or I, I got an interesting at least kind of like dissonance between the two that I think is a, is a nice tension to play with. Um, in terms of just the recommendation, what I would say is that um, as we've kind of alluded to, this is a serial killer movie. Uh, interestingly enough, it's rated uh, U slash A uh, in India, which is basically PG-13, uh, which is quite impressive um, given the amount of stuff that is shown. And because this is a movie about making movies... Which is yes. which is another category of movies that we cover. It does make uh, reference to like its own certificate. Yes, the the opening uh, scene is like yeah we know just so you're aware in the audience what you can and can't get away with within this certificate that we have. Um, and again, I want to talk about that when we get to the spoilers though because that's one of the really interesting things when you watch the second. Rather arbitrary. But like it. But it, it like it when you watch it the second time, those discussions very clearly become like, oh, <laughs> now that I've seen how the movie looks in its full form, these conversations feel a lot more deliberate um, and a lot more um, like straight down the line to the camera than they did the first time around, which is kind of interesting. But what I will say is that it is a serial killer movie, and so it carries over a lot of the tropes and stuff. So if you are somebody who is maybe a little bit squeamish, um, if you are somebody who doesn't like the tropes of, of serial killer movies, um, and, you know, not just like the stuff like the actual serial killing stuff like the portrayal of you know how police behave in these movies for Hmm. example um that may not be necessarily for you and that that's that's completely cool um but if you are somebody like myself who has like a deep abiding and sometimes perhaps uncomfortable affection for the 90s subgenre of american serial killer thrillers um this was a joyride um this was a love letter to the form um, filtered through a unique lens. You were like, so, chef's kiss, yeah. the girls. <laughs> nice. I, I, Thank that's, you. <laughs> that, that just made my day. We're going to call the podcast. We're not going to play that. That was a 90s serial killer movie, It, it was. Right? And it, oh, it's good. A, Excellent. <laughs> it's a surprisingly like underrated one in that like it's a mid-tier one that is just decent. But it's like, it's not bad. It's like not great, but it's not bad. So it's it's Excellent. perfect. With that so mind, we'll catch you next week. And um, oh, sorry, Darren, do you have anything you wish to recommend? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to segue neatly into the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. So, Andrew. With your notebook at the ready. Sure. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is Ratchasan about for you? So I think I, I alluded to having an idea about what it was and then it it, it becoming kind of something, um, it becoming a very unconventional sort of, um, or conventional if you like, that it did. It had sort of the final third had sort of similarities of say Red Dragon or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, where where and even it, to 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 a um, uncanny extent, like there is yes. no doubt that the person who made this movie not only did they do um, and pay attention to a screenwriting um, course, or sorry, that, that that's kind of um, that's actually probably sounds uh, more dismissive than it was intended to. But what I what I mean by that is that somebody is 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 very well able to make movies, but also has seen the, these movies and wants to reference them and yeah. does. 
and is uh, singing literate. What it what the movie is about is um as we said making movies but it's also about um the value of diverse talents in um organizations and it's also about um on the other kind of side of the um coin of uh, the val- the value of any work experience or any life experience um towards your development as a, a as a person and as a professional in this case a movie maker so they 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 the thing that they say about like that that like Neil Gaiman for example says about kind of creating something is that you 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 take everything and put it on the the compost heap and this is a movie about somebody who does that and then takes all of those things that he's used in order to kind of make a movie about a serial killer and but can't can't become a serial killer but that doesn't mean that it's wasted because he still has all this great compost that he's able to take into a new job and use and then all of that in turn becomes something that 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 he can use to finally accomplish his dream of being a filmmaker but to never waste these opportunities to 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 try to create something whether it's ever going to get made or not because all all of all all of that work is valuable and that's why he's such a valuable police officer and and his time in the police makes him makes him an even better uh, filmmaker more um marketable it's also about a whole lot of other stuff that <laughs> yeah. that, that 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 it kind of loses the thread with a wee bit like the 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 i mean you could argue um uh, one way or the other, but the 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 plight of women, it seemed to be kind of a, a, a um making, and it it felt very kind of like relevant. We do not live in India, do not know um much about it, but from 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 what I and perhaps you understand, there 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 are kind of as there are in the rest of the world cultural issues around um. Uh, the treatment of women in society and that that, that probably um is is far too mild a a, a a way to express it there there are serious problems with sexual violence and and as i say i'm not pointing the finger at when any one particular country um unfortunately the world is kind of um, guilty of this but i feel like i'm rambling um, well, what, well, what, well, what what is the movie about for you, Darren? Or 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 do you want to kind of? Um... Well, we might come back to the kind of the the kind of the the sexism, misogyny, uh, treatment of women stuff because I I think that's that is uh, as you quite quite rightly point out, there are points where this gets a little thorny and it seems to double back on itself thematically, and there are elements that don't necessarily cohere in the way that you would expect them to, and yeah. I think that's maybe one of them. So we might kind of leave that aside and talk about it a bit later. But I want to talk about that like. That thing that you mentioned, um, which is that idea of kind of like the life experience and the idea of like everything you learn making you a better person and that like becoming part of who you are and applying that in fields where you don't expect to. Yeah, and I, I don't um, mean like kind of morally like no, no, a, a, a better person, but but just a kind more of developed like, person. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, and I think like I, it's one of those like again, it's one of those things that I don't know how intentional it was, but it's something that I love about the movie is that it's very much the inverse of 
the way that these sorts of dynamics really work, which is normally you have somebody who has lived a life experience and then goes and becomes a filmmaker and their life experience makes them a better filmmaker. And there's all this kind of stuff about, you know, like Michael Mann's obsession with casting cops and criminals in his movies, for example, and the obsession that actors have with, you know, what they now call the method, which isn't really the method where it's like, oh, I went down, I learned this thing and I applied it on screen and therefore my performance is, is more real or more visceral. And I kind of love that like Ratsasan flips that on its head where it's this this skill that you learn in this business that is completely illusory and imaginary and fantastical um, and, you know, in some ways disconnected from reality. And, and then and applying can seem it. futile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and feels like you're kind of pushing it all uphill. Like, I mean, the entire opening act of this movie is, and by the way, the, the movie's directed, uh, written and directed by Ram Kumar. It is his second film. Um his first film was a comedy. Um, and again, actually, this is probably something to talk a little bit just about the production of it. But his is first there, movie was a comedy this called... This is a funny movie. As in, oh. as in there, there are good jokes, good lines in it. There, um, there are. There are, like, really spectacular kind of laugh-out-loud moments that work really well uh, in it in ways that you don't necessarily expect it to and at points where you don't really expect it to, but somehow it does. Like, the, the little gag where, like he's he's just realized and, and we're in the spoiler zone now so he's just realized that the the stage magician at the school show is kidnapping and murdering schoolgirls, and he's gone to speak to the class and he knows who the victim is and it's like that's a really tense situation and they have this wonderful gag in there where he's like by the way do any of you have phones with you and nobody raises their hands and he goes uh, oh by the way teacher um you're needed in the office the teacher leaves. He says, so do any of you have phones? And everybody raises their hands immediately, um, which is like a really delightful yeah. kind of. I think the, the, the humor in this movie is always kind of like never too far from somewhere where like it perhaps <laughs> ought not to be. You know, yeah. the, 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 the um, like the, there is a joke where his niece um, tells her teacher um, that that's um, that he is uh, bereaved, and that's that her mother is dead, and that is a joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> within, funny in the context. And then um, later on in the movie, the niece is abducted and murdered. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. The the um, yeah. It's it's. I thought for a moment that that. Um, did you ever think at any point that um, that the um, what should we call us? The license place at the beginning, because I should have written it down. That is <laughs> that is what we learn in Cop and a Half. Um, <laughs> and if you the see most essential cop movie and was, the biggest yeah, influence in Rat. Write Rata down Rata. license numbers, yeah, <laughs> because it might it might be your ticket to a buddy cop um, experience with Tom Selleck. Um, it's Sorry, not but, Tom Selleck, it's Burt Reynolds, isn't it? You are right. I did think it was. Um, this is the second time I think that <laughs> I thought it was Tom Selleck and I was wrong on both occasions. It's a real Berenstein Bear sort Situation. of a thing. It's it's like it's what you call the the, the Mandela effect. It's, it reminds me of something I heard lately about how... Um, and a lot of people are, are very aware of this, but that Humphrey Bogart doesn't say uh, play it again, it again Sam, Sam in yeah. Casablanca. Nor does Sam, I don't think, I might be I might be mistaken, 
but I don't think he sings um, uh, as time goes by either. That and and I was wondering w- w- what song is it that Sam sung in Casablanca? In Casablanca, and like, did I think he sung that, or did he just play the piano? What was it that Sam sung? Um, nice. Is it is it is it some sort of a kind of a is it like a cognitive error that 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 we've made that it's not it's not that that we're not using our mind properly that it's not hard logic it's it's soft logic it's it's like what what did that that you get confused and the people call it the the Samsung soft logic. Nice, appreciate that. I, I like that you got there. I, I admire your commitment. <laughs> it's a long was, way to go. I, I was wondering where it was going. I, like when the Samsung pick took in, I was like, okay, I feel this is going somewhere. Um, I'm going to give him just a little more rope. Um, but um, no, I, it was worth all the money we got paid. <laughs> it, it was. It absolutely was. Um, but yeah, like so. so Talking about director. There is Rambert. some product placement in this movie. There was just a little bit of product placement. But it was so subtle you wouldn't even notice it. Like like that tangent. <laughs> it's just a natural and organic part of the conversation. Um but like there there is that kind of like so Ram Kumar did that uh, comedy, uh Mundus Supati back in 2014. And he had basically wanted to do uh, a serial killer movie. And he's talked about how difficult it was to get this made, how he spent like four years trying to get this made. He had like at one stage he had a, a leading actor, uh, Jai, the leading actor, the kind of Tamil actor Jai was briefly cast in 2016. And then he dropped out. And in fact, the actor that we ended up with, who is Vishnu Vashal, uh, was actually like he had worked with Ram Kumar on Mundasupati. So it feels very much like I, I need to get this made. Can you hop on and join me? And he's talked about how he would like the, the lead character in this movie, who is uh, Arun Kumar. Uh, it's a similar name, perhaps, uh, at least phonetically to, to my ears. Um, but he's talking about and, how, like... And he's very much like the director's surrogate. Like, he is yeah. an assistant director in it. And he's doing a job that he doesn't want to do, which is what everybody does when they either go to Hollywood or, in this case, kind of, like, to try and make a movie in India. Um, uh, so you don't need to go to Hollywood, but you're still kind of doing things that you don't want to do until you can get to do the thing that you do want to do. And there's a moment when um, he says, oh, have you gone from directing to acting? And he, he said, it is indeed acting. <laughs> yes, it's all performance, baby. So, it's all performance. So I, 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 I would imagine that the similarity in names isn't... Um, Entirely uh, accidental. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and like, I mean, he's talked about how like the level of difficulty he had in order like to get this pitch through the system, where he would just go to these pitch meetings and be constantly rejected because they wanted another comedy from the comedy guy. At least he kept the footage. <laughs> And kind of recycled it into the film. Like, you know, and he said, like, you know, he he lost, like, and again, he, he would say he lost them the moment he narrated the opening scene. That's an actual quote from his interview. And, like, in the movie itself, it's like, yeah, the opening shot is going to be a camera overhead. And you can see the executive going, no, not really for us. Um, But, like, he's talked about how, like, even in earlier drafts of the script, like, his plan was for the cop to be, for the lead character to be a 40-year-old guy who also had a child. And, like, that was noted out, for example. And all this sort of stuff kind of happened there. Um, and you have kind of, I, I find it fascinating that like you look at how the movie opens and so much of it seems to be like him literally writing the notes that he got into the script. It's, again, 
because I saw this movie recently, it's the one that's on my mind. There are plenty of other examples of it, but like The Matrix Resurrections, which effectively opens with a 40 minute opening act, which explains to you why this movie exists. It's because Warner Brothers were always going to make a Matrix 4. Um, so you better find something to do with it. Um, and so like i'm sure that's i'm sure that's not alienating at all for the for the audience (laughs) our beloved parent company warner brothers are going to push ahead with matrix 4 without us let's um sit down for a for a moment while we explain things for a very like i i haven't seen matrix resurrections but I, i was listening to um blank check talk about matrix reloaded um, because I'm trying, I'm, I'm I'm thinking I should revisit the the trilogy and then watch the the um, the fourth, the fourth one, which is I'm sure something that you've done, as well as watching <laughs> the Animatrix and um, and all of Animaniacs by mistake. Just um, yeah, it felt like it was part of this larger story that that Man and Lily were telling. Yeah. <laughs> I but I, I, like, I, couldn't, I couldn't know that until I got to the end, though. That exactly. was the thing. But um, but yeah, the the the. the that that is something that Wachowski's um, uh, like to do anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so like you have like the meetings, the meetings that he has are very much like you can almost feel their notes on like drafts of this script or idea that he has where he's told well, your beginnings too dark. Your, mo- your movie opens too dark. Um, so the movie that we end up watching like then segues into like a 20 minute farce where he like forges a signature, has a meet cute with like his niece's teacher, gets involved in a hilarious case of mistaken identity with his brother-in-law and all this sort of stuff kind of happens. Um, and it's all kind of, as you point out, very playful and goofy. Um, and, 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 and it's very well written. Yeah. It's doing, it's establishing, it's doing everything that you, like the first 15 yeah. minutes, you know, who he is, who he wants to be, but what the kind of impediment is. And it, it, it reminded me of School of Rock, yes. where it's like the school, school and, 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 and I, I think so many good movies have this kind of same structure where it, it's like this guy, he's a, he, he wants to be this rock musician, but instead he's been forced into compromising and, and, um, um, and he hates it, but he's going to find meaning yeah. through, 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 through this thing um, and that is going to be his arc. Um, so, and then you also kind of introduce the, the, the sort of. The forging um, of the signature, which is, becomes a huge plot point later on. Like, yeah, as well, it's yeah. also a good set of a payoff. Like, structure. and then, and, and then, but the, 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 the love interest is generally kind of a, um, a, a B plot. Yeah. Like you, 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 you can say, why is that there? It's not important for you the. You could cut it out. You could, yeah. you could cut it out. But it's like in terms of um, uh, storytelling and and like um, you could say filmmaking, you kind of have to put that in, even if it even if it's um, a sort of a bromance, you need something there um, that anchors some kind of um, emotional kind of um, connection, a love story. Um, so the movie does all that and it does it really well and and kind of like like even even if you're 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 kind of like what's this doing here it's like because it's a movie 
Yes, that and, and like and it it's it does it all kind of dutifully, but does it well as well. And I think like the opening sequences, like those meetings, have the kind of benefit of explaining why it's doing them as well. Because you have the whole thing. Well, families won't show up for such a movie. You know, you need to have a love interest. You need to have this kind of lighter element there as well. Yeah, like this needs to be something to make your idea marketable. Um, you know, it, it it's a movie that is explaining to you why it is the way that it is, like as it turns out, the way that it does, which is quite remarkable um i think in terms of kind of structuring and in terms of storytelling you even have a little lady in the tramp story <laughs> at the beginning yeah with a fancy dalmatian yeah <laughs> and a rough street dog i know i know i know um we're and a twin peaks reference as well brutally murdered yes, and wrapped in wrapped a polyethylene in wrapped in polyethylene yeah which reminds me of ray wise and his... <laughs> uh, what else has Ray Wise been in, Andrew? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that not... that's, I love that that's the reference you went with. Um, not the moment where he shoots the guy in the lift with his quick draw and somebody says, hey, son, what's your name? <laughs> no, the Robocop reference in this, the obligatory Robocop reference, the thing I said about Ray Wise was... Um, an optional might come, Robocop reference. Might have come first, but yeah, was 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 our optional uh, Robocop reference. The obligatory Robocop reference is when he um, almost shoots that guy in the dick. <laughs> 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 um, so, and there, there is like his first action sequence, actually, when we discover that he's this like uh, badass like um, action star, which I guess he learned in the Academy. And um, uh, uh, criminals beware. I mean, criminals are a superstitious and cowardly and bunch. Yeah. Um, they should know that um, <laughs> all guards are similarly equipped <laughs> to to fight. Um, it's just part of their basic training. Um, but the in 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 his initial action sequence when he is introduced, there is nearly a dick stomp. Yes, um, as well. Yeah, I feel uh, like he's he's just threatening to say like, if I wanted to, it would be like like that. Uh, fat that you cut off the steak. Um, it would, uh, it would, it would just be. Um, what are all those lines from Lonely Island? Um, <laughs> beat, beat up like it was playing rugby. Um, never mind. <laughs> Somebody listening will will get the reference. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and, and again, like I like that it's it's kind of really woven into like the. The movie doesn't just kind of start with, oh, well, he's a director who is... And again, it, it's a thing where it kind of cleverly kind of metatextualize it, where he's not he's not just a director who's... Or a write, you know, writer and director who's struggling to get his story told. Although I do love his, like, wall of serial killers. Like, how awkward do you reference the conversations are when anybody comes to visit? It's like, oh, yeah, this is just yeah. for a screenplay I'm working on. Because I was once in my 20s, I started writing something about a serial killer. And... Yeah, one of the thoughts that I had to myself is like, like I knew what the book was about and that it wasn't really about serial killers. That was just the kind of um, the sizzle on the genre in which kind of like the, 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 the meaning of it was going to be was going to be told through um, and that it was just a kind of like some sort of a, like a metaphor or an allegory. But I was also kind of thinking, um, people going to worry about me <laughs> so so and i didn't have all a uh, whole wall full of like oh, four um, group, walls like it's not just it's not just contained it's not like a cork board yeah this guy is the killer <laughs> <laughs> like 
like there's a moment later on where he has to track like he knows exactly almost exactly where that photo is and it's hidden under several other photos pinned up on the floor yes. walls. <laughs> which which is which is an incredible that's how insane he is yeah um, um yeah but it, it, it's not just that, like, because it's this, it, the movie comes back to this idea of performance kind of repeatedly. Um, and I find it kind of fast because you obviously, like, you, you will come to the magic stuff later on. Because I think the magic <laughs> stuff is one of the most amazing things about the movie. Is in this Japan. in the Sony uh, cinematic universe? Because like, I think. Were, I think were they allowed for... to use Gambos? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think spider-man would would you know christopher would give spider-man a kind of a run for his money uh, but like you have things like say kayla who is the you oh, know, no, x-men is owned by fox it I'm is sorry although yes, they're yeah. now bought by disney now um, bought by disney yeah. and going to be consolidated in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which i am pretty sure we'll be talking about sometime soonish well fox was bought by disney as part of the deal when disney bought everything right um, um, no, it was more incremental than that. It, it was, was everything you know, plus Fox. It was everything plus Fox. Fox was kind of its own deal, unfortunately. It was the cherry on top. They had a little bit of a Fox Sunday um, with Gambit sprinkles, apparently. Um, who knows? Maybe that Channing Tatum Gambit movie will eventually happen. Um, who knows? Is that a thing? Uh, that was a thing. Uh, apparently, like Channing Tatum was really eager to make Gambit I happen. I feel like he would be a better Gambit than some of Taylor the Gambits Kitch? we've seen. Um, yeah, Taylor Kitsch is probably Taylor the big Kitch one. Taylor Kitsch wasn't the real... I, I thought Will I Am was egregious. <laughs> Will um, I Am wasn't Gambit. No, no, no. But the, the, oh, as, okay. as in, sorry, if Origins, we're talking about Wolverine X-Men casting. Origins, Wolverine... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, but, oh, I'm, he's a very talented musician, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, anyway. uh, but yeah, so you have things like, you know, Kayla, the, the child of the kind of love interest, who, like, expresses herself through painting. Yes. Um, which is nice as well. You have things like the idea of, like, you know, uh, Christopher's mother teaching him how to, well, the, the use of piano, first of all, the playing of music, which is this major recurring motif. You have this idea of, like, magic as performance as this kind of recurring motif as well. And you have, like, even within the movie, I kind of love that the the guys that he talks to, like, so I love that, like, how Kumar kind of tracks down you oh you obviously have all of the serial killer kind of stuff that you expect in a movie like this where you have like the the mortician um I love the kind of mortician's line where he's talking about I couldn't control my tears when I saw the action of this black heart this man suffers from antisocial personality disorder with aggression and deviant behavior in short a psycho a complete psycho it's like I feel like that's not a medical diagnosis you're really equipped to give but I love that, like, later on, Kumar kind of takes the tape to Gibran, the, the musician, the guy playing the, the piano, who is, by the way, the composer for this movie and therefore would have composed the piece of music that he's listening to. And obviously the very catchy serial killer riff that plays over it. And I That's love why that the, he knows so much about it. Yeah, because he's very much profiling. Based on the playing style, the psycho could be a pianist, um, like, which I kind of love as well, because it, it, it's very much... If I'm, <laughs> it's like, if I were to guess, this is either a piano or a violin played backwards. <laughs> um, yeah. So it could be a, a, yeah, it could be a violinist who's recorded himself and then, and then reversed it, turned it back the other way. Or it's several elephants working in unison. That's that's the other theory. Um, but like, I, I love that it, it. And again, the fact that he solves Shoot him this. In the pianist. <laughs> 
I love that kind of Kumar. Don't hesitate. Kumar kind of solves this through all the research he's done as well. But yeah, the idea of kind of art that kind of plays through it and the idea that, yeah, this movie, the climax of this movie is a literal magic fight. It's just like so surreal and strange and unusual and gonzo. I do appreciate the um, villain Christopher's um, commitment to the pageantry. (laughs) The art of serial killing. It becomes a John Woo movie. (laughs) Yeah, there's a dove that flies slowly through bubbles floating in the air. I love, by the way... It feels like a West Ham game as well. There's like a lot of bubbles floating about. Um, (laughs) I I love the bit where where Kumar is like about to get on his bike and kind of drive away because they found another six-year-old girl. And he looks up at the window of the secret mortuary and he sees the bubbles blowing out. And right, he's forever it, blowing bubbles. That's it. In most, like it, the the way the movie presents it is like in most cases you just be like, ah, that's just another window with bubbles blowing through it. Then you get a flashback which explains that the serial killer uses bubbles, and so this isn't any normal bubble blowing taking place at any normal secret mortuary that was otherwise empty and abandoned. No, he's cracked the case. Sorry, he bursts in, finds that the doctor is just having a bubble bath. <laughs> bubble bath. Um. <laughs> This is a hammer horror. Um, I, I like it. I'm glad you'd appreciate it on, on a few levels. I, I, um, I, I do. I really like that. And like, I actually, again, I love the filmmaking here, um, which is kind of, like, again, a large part of this is it reminds me a lot of a movie that I really loved this year, which or last year, which was Malignant, uh, which is another movie that is completely gonzo and I've off heard. the walls and insane. Um, like things and like it's say, another thing where like like you can tell people that something happens in the in the kind of like final part of the movie, but you can't tell people what happens. Yes, just that it's crazy. Yeah, um, and it's committed, and it will it'll be a Marmite movie. Either you will be with it and be like it's the best thing ever, or you'll be like what the hell were they thinking? Um, but like I love little things like. Like, okay, obviously even, like, basic camera movements. Like, there's a lot of really cool kind of dolly shots and kind of, like, pans around and stuff. And little moments where, like, the camera will move and reveal something else in shot, a character that's hidden behind an object, which is just good filmmaking fundamentally. But, like, even... Sorry. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, that, like, uh, to, to to add to that point, there's some really good, good cuts. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad cuts, too, but, but, but I liked the um, alarm clock cut. Yes, where somebody's just holding an alarm clock in his dream. And he's and like, shut that off. it's going from fantasy to reality. And that happens so much where, like, I've had dreams where, like, where I'm canoeing down, um, like, all these rapids. And there's just, like, an alarm. What's that going off? And I'm looking around thinking, like, where is this coming from? Why is, why, why? Like, I'm just canoeing down a rapid and it's like, where, 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 where? Or when, um, if you have a radio alarm and it plays something, or sometimes I'd listen to podcasts going to sleep and the podcasts become <laughs> overlaid in the dream and your mind creates pictures for what it's hearing. Um, so, yeah, it felt very kind of... Um, um, and it was a very, it was, it was, it was a very good, like, like not only kind of um, filmmaking in in terms of the kind of technique of it, but the, how how that told the story at the yeah. same time as it was doing something kind of showy, but also um, uh, practical in both senses of the word. Um, practical in terms of technique, but also practical in terms of like this here for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And and I mean, like, I actually really love the the magic stuff in there, which I, like is a combination of like CGI and trick photography. And there's there's points where you see the magic show, and it looks like something from Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, but with real people, which is like wonderfully disconcerting and kind of creepy. But like, it's just so well made, and you can tell that like he's enjoying this like like Ram Kumar is like having a great deal of fun just putting this on screen which is it's something like, that I kind of it's infectious Sorry. yeah yeah it is it is because it's stupid how much he um, <laughs> shuffles how much close-up magic there is in 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 this it's really really dumb but it's it's so uh, great <laughs> like, committed to it as well and like, but even like things like the assembly magic that uh, Mary Fernandez is doing and it's like um, it's like this is this why does it look how could anybody look at this and not think they're watching a serial killer in action um right they could i mean we're, we're probably we're gonna have to be we're we're gonna be forced to kind of talk about it, it to be clear it is just the anthony perkins thing yes right and 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 i like watching and the science of the lambs thing as well possibly and like i don't like that that's the thing i think some of the flaws with the movie just come from like copying its influences like too closely and too affectionately without really thinking it through yeah Um, because i I was kind of at, at a certain point in my notes i just kind of wrote down um uh transphobic and then like a question mark because I was like, everybody, like, every, it, no, I, I was saying it like in in the and and this 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 is the point where 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 I'm going to going to be kind of like um, judicious because I I, I I I don't wish to cause any offense, but where we're looking at us, did did you're kind of thinking do 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 the people in the movie. Kind of, they're 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 watching this act. Um, are they looking at this act and thinking that is that is a real person, not under latex? Exactly. Are 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 they thinking this is um, this is a uh, a um, uh, a woman who is passing? So it's this this is uh, this is a trans woman that we're watching, um, and it's a great magic show. Um, are we, are we expected to think that people uh, look at Mary Fernandez and think that that is no okay that that's it, again it's very hard to phrase this but you can tell that there's a lot of latex just even look even right, in the it, wide it shots kind of even it reminded me like and I this is like a kind of an an unfortunate kind of a thing for for um, I guess and and a British or an Irish audience is that it reminded me of David Williams in in Little Britain. And and kind of that 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 sort of like, um, him as that that character who is like I am a lady, um, yeah. where 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 you're looking at it and it's kind of like, why is why why is that why is that character wearing so? Are, are if if you've seen, I think there is um, um a new season of um again with. Well, there's so many examples of it. There's like kind of like white girls. Yes, um, white girls was the one that kind of very much came to mind looking at the makeup effects there. Exactly. But it, it, uh, I, or these I, I think sorry. I think that the, the the new season of I think you should leave, 
has a um like oh a, a male example of that yes where like, yeah where yeah where, 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 yeah yeah where, where it's not cross-dressing but somebody yeah. is just in a lot of latex i remember on our own shores jason byrne had yes. a um um uh, a show celebrity like celebrity undercover what was it called exactly it called? but it was like but you I, get ronan keating or like who nobody outside of ireland will even be aware of it's like they got some random dude to wear latex um but we got like irish celebrities to wear latex and to, yes. like drive taxis I, or I, interact with the public and stuff i remember like like there two occasions i think walking down grafton street where or like south william street where i saw samantha mumba and one time i was like oh gosh that's samantha mumba wow um and the second time I was like, that's Samantha Mumba covered in latex, <laughs> dressed as a nun. <laughs> but, um, but I was like, everybody else who sees Samantha Mumba covered in latex, dressed as a nun, is going to think, um, gosh, that's uh, Samantha Mumba covered in latex, dressed as a nun. They're never going to think this is just a nun that I'm talking to. Um, but anyway. But yeah, like there, there is that kind of sense of it there. And I do, I do, it, it is very obviously the, the Anthony Perkins psycho thing, right down to the fact that it is, you know, Christopher posing as his deceased mother. And it's kind um, of, it's sort of Jason as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, as, as in that, that's how it felt initially. Yeah. When, when you still think that Mary Fernandez is the, um, the killer, is the, is the killer. Or, the, or at least you, the initial killer anyway. Exactly. You, you think that, um, um, it's the it's the Friday Thirteenth um, kind of uh, motivation. It is Friday Thirteenth, isn't it? Yes, it's where the yeah. child was drowned, where Jason was drowned, and, and kind of she avenged herself on the couch. Exactly, and it's the mother committing kind of um, uh, her vengeance. Congratulations, you would have survived the first Scream movie. Um, you would have got further than Drew Barrymore. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> well, excellent. Um, but yeah, and like there, there is that aspect to it, and then there's also the the obvious shadows of of things like say Science of the Lambs and stuff like that. And we talked about that. When we talked about Red on Dragon too. Red, Red Dragon a great deal as well. But I mean specifically in terms of the the kind of gender thing, because mm. like yeah, and I think the thing is that I think like and and Science of the Lambs has a very thorny legacy. We are in no way qualified to be the ones who make any judgment on it. To be no, clear, no, not even we, slightly. Yeah, not even and slightly. That, that's why like like we are. Um, or sorry, I shouldn't. I should only speak for myself. I'm trying to kind of educate myself more and more and to kind of listen to people who do know yeah. um, about these sorts of things. And I apologize if I if I um, uh, occasionally say the wrong thing. Um, uh, it's it's it, it's not my atten- in, in, in intention to offend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the same thing for myself. And I think that when we talked about that um, a couple of years ago and we talked about it with the, the um, fantastic... Um, Bernice Murphy, Dr. Bernice Murphy. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. We talked about... My neighbour. Oh! Well, kind of. Oh, yeah. We shared a train and she, she's in an, our, 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 our ma and I'm in um, Monaghan. All so, right. So we, 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 we have all the Ulster chats. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when we talked about with Dr. Bernice Murphy, um, we kind of had the discussion where yes, it it is problematic. It does have a very difficult legacy, but mm. the movie itself and the, the 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 book itself like goes out of its way to like differentiate like at least in the text like James Gum from transgenderism. Um, and like whether or not that's effective is a completely different discussion. Whether or not it erases any of the harm that it causes is a completely different discussion. But like the the book and the text acknowledges yes. it and works through it. Uh, but no, whether whether the whether a movie can be blamed, I guess, for um, the 
interpretations or, yeah. the readings, or even the imitators of it as well because so. you can you can you can explain kind of something and even explain kind of the nuance or the context um and be certain that nuance will be lost on yeah. on a um so for and to be for clear, an audience like, kind of and, and and you kind of wonder as well why is it there if not to frighten people yeah and what are you trying to make people afraid of yeah and is 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 this is this um is it responsible to 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 do um, that and, and maybe place. that's kind of hand wringy um uh, but it, but it, but it does to my mind anyway it, it, i was i was kind of like um a bit uncomfortable with 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 that aspect of the movie but yeah, maybe, I, maybe 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 i'm judging it from a very um kind of um cautious standpoint where this movie definitely isn't like yeah, that, no. that, 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 it, that it's it, you could say that it's very daring. And I think that we spoke about it earlier. It's like maybe it, maybe maybe there are points in which it, <laughs> it should kind of like pause and think a little bit. Um, slow down. Oh, it's roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like that, that's the thing is that like, I mean, and we talked about like Science of the Lambs and stuff like that. The thing there is like even Jonathan Demme, who directed Science of the Lambs, and even though he was like, he, he you know, been a supporter of the gay community and transgender community his whole life. Um, he'd done yeah. work with them before the movie. And like, he was so horrified at the prospect that his movie could be read that way, even though he definitely did not mean it. Hmm. That like, that was one of the deciding factors in choosing to make Philadelphia next, for example. Right. Like he was so, he was so affected by the idea he had put something out into the world that could even be read that way and i think that this this isn't careful about it. and i you know no. you can argue about whether or not it needs to or it should but like I, if if we're being generous and giving it the benefit of the doubt and i understand why people don't uh, and i understand why people are like it's a tired trope um and just repeating it and kind of treating it as something that doesn't deserve interrogation is just part of the language of these kinds of movies um, you know, does a disservice and just perpetuates that that kind of cycle. It doesn't have to actively. It, fe- it feels like it's unaware. Yes. Uh, to the extent that, like, Jonathan Demme wasn't unaware. Yes. That, like, if you were if you were being generous, you'd want to maybe be generous to Jonathan Demme yeah. because he, he, you can you can look at those sort of like creative choices and know that, insofar as it affects a community, no community is going to be so. Uh, homogenous that everyone will be offended yeah. but nor will they be so homogenous that nobody will be offended yeah. so that 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 if you're if you're doing that and if you're maybe not doing it carefully especially you you are going to um uh, cause have unintended consequences yeah uh, and and i i do think that yeah that's a result of the movie kind of being Again, very just, just like it's just, it's very clear that like Ram Kumar watched these movies and was like, yeah, mm. that's just the thing these movies do. That's how these movies work. They have a twist I'm, like this in them, and you know, I yeah. I suppose, I suppose, if I, if I do want to be um, uh, generous, um, I would say that the villain in this movie that there is an awful lot of affection for this villain. Well, the movie in, pauses in, itself, like it pauses itself, like forty minutes from the end, yeah, and like goes into a full-on, like mini, like short movie flashback. Yes, um, but like, there's a know, real relish in the um, an enjoyment of this villain, and it's like it, the uh, Christopher gets to kind of pull out all the tricks and. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, that was the thing was like one of the things that Ram Kumar said, like in scripting at the movie was one of the big problems that he had selling it was that the villain was almost too big. The villain is a very strong character, bigger than the hero. Um, and this was a problem when he was casting it because a lot of big actors didn't want to be in a movie where they felt they would be overshadowed because, you know, well, people are going to be coming out of it talking about Christopher. Well, they want, the the way around that is covering that character in latex. <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing. It's like the, he's played by an actor called Sarah Vanan, who isn't even, again, another serial killer movie trope that I suspect Ram Kumar kind of adopted from watching Western serial killer movies. Very similar to Kevin Spacey in Seven. Um, he's it, The presence of Sarah Vanan in the movie was completely downplayed. Mm. Uh, he wasn't cast in the opening credits. He wasn't included in press releases or anything like that that might possibly kind of spoil his involvement in the movie. Um, I don't know if he appears in the opening credits, but he gave interviews after the fact. He's like, yeah, no, people were really astounded. They didn't even know it was me under all that latex. They didn't even know that I was involved or working on this movie, uh, which is kind of interesting and kind of fascinating there. So, yeah, no, it is. It's it's it, again, kind of kind of interesting. He wasn't he even given the script. Out. All that stuff about him being <laughs> impotent was all improvised. <laughs> <laughs> the magic stuff was kind of like that was something that just happened on the day. It's like, can yeah, you do it? So like, can you do, do that again? <laughs> we can't crank the camera fast enough to catch what he's doing so we'll just play it at half speed um but yeah i mean that sort of stuff is kind of interesting and i mean yeah this is a movie that is saturated with all sorts like of a like, marionation puppet kind of um, when he's moving uh, yeah when yeah when and when when he's the child who's um who looks like an old person like it's very it's like yeah like like thunderbirds and kind of captain <laughs> scarlet and all those yeah and the way that he moves you're actually quite right when he the way that the actor moves the, the, we should single out that's yesar uh plays young christopher the way that he moves is very much along the lines of uh yeah like a thunderbirds character now that you mentioned it i cannot unsee that so thank you Andrew. <laughs> Uh, and I would like again saturated with kind of references and call out you mentioned like how much of this movie comes from Red Dragon like even the fact that Christopher has six fingers which is a really bizarre twist that they lay on like how they figure out that Christopher is posing as his mother is that Christopher has a sixth finger which he did not have in flashbacks uh, which is quite a nice touch because apparently the guy and I love by the way that the chief inspector um the chief inspector or the well, guy me- they talk memory to. Memory is is a very uh, like uh, it's a faulty um, <laughs> but, uh, thing. Yeah, but I I love that the old cop that they go to like after he narrates this twenty minute origin story for Christopher, like his big bit of advice to like Kumar is, oh anyway, arrest her as soon as possible. That would be my advice in this situation. If you find this person who you suspect is guilty of multiple murders, I would arrest them. <laughs> um, but like that six finger thing, that's Hannibal Lecter from the books. Uh, never in the films, as far as I'm aware. The character in films has never had six fingers, but the character in the book has always had six fingers on his left hand. They they were going to, they had actually cast Anthony Hopkins because he has six fingers, but there was a horrible accident on set. <laughs> And he just won't talk about it anymore. He lost his vestigial finger, yeah. Um, Um, 
but like yeah you, you point out like we have moments like the moment where she's slashing through the door is very much in the style of the shining you yeah. have kind of like moments like the the bit at the climax which is very very red dragon as you mentioned which is the bit where he's got the child hostage and so kumar basically pulls an ed norton at the end of red dragon he's like let me slander you with this term that i know has driven you completely insane so you will charge at me instead of hurting the child i love that moment in red dragon by the yeah. way I, oh, think, it's a, I, I think it's terrific. It's a um, it's a great moment. It's a great moment in the book as well because the book doesn't really kind of clue you into everything until that. Ha- so you're like, oh, there's a whole extra chapter here, um, which I kind of, which I kind of love. But yeah, so like uh, all that sort of stuff is in there as well. There, there's a lot of stuff in here from you can tell that there's a real affection for these kind of movies. Um, in terms of of other stuff to talk about, I mean, there's lots of wild stuff I want to get to in a second. But we, we you mentioned that theme of kind of women. And stuff like that. And like the way in which the film is very much a film. Again, and part of me is like, is this something that's just ported over from the genre? Because like so much of the genre of serial killer stories is largely about misogyny in society. And again, going back to Red Dragon, the formative example, where you have sequences like, you know, Will Graham sitting in the lift listening to like two of his male colleagues talk about their female co-workers. Um, and like the way in which they're described and drawing a parallel between the way in which, you know, the serial killers of Thomas Harris's books treat women as like raw material or objects to be coveted, to quote, quote Lecter as well. Mm. The fact that things like, say, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the original, I think, Swedish title of the first book was Men Who Hate Women, which is a very succinct summary of this movie as well, because this is a movie that is... An, I think it gets complicated in the second half. I think in particular, the one of the major characters or one of the antagonistic forces in the movie somewhat complicates this. That's the character of ACP Lakshmi, which we'll talk about probably in a moment. Yeah. Because like from the beginning, it felt like a movie that threatens to kind of um, um, say something kind of um, coherent about um, gender and then kind of doesn't. Um, I said there, there, there was there was a weird kind of there was a point being made with Lakshmi about and by the way I thought she was going to be a um, a second romantic interest I thought the I thought that's what they were going to do because it felt like the way he looks at her the the first time like that he that he he's interested in her um, like that. And that it's going to be a thing where maybe he um, chases um, the teacher and then has this love-hate relationship with, um, with, uh, with, with Lakshmi, but that didn't happen. But, sorry, um, the point I was going to make is that there's this moment where she's always kind of singing nursery rhymes yes. at work. And um, whereas Aaron, Aaron is kind of like... Um, um, ignoring kind of his personal life and his um, um, I've, I forget the name of the, the character but his um, his girlfriend the teacher oh, is Vigi, trying to ring Vigi. him Vigi I do beg your pardon Vigi is trying to is, is trying to ring him to warn him and because he's prioritizing his work he's missing keeps hanging up yes he keeps yeah, he's yeah. blocking or kind of cancelling the call so and i felt like that was trying to say something about kind of like uh, not ignoring the important things and that's kind of um the the lakshmi is a woman um in a senior position who's also kind of attending to her um 
Her child. Her child, but it didn't seem entirely coherent in how it was trying to say that because it was kind of almost lampooning her. Yeah, that, um, that was and the, the whole idea of a woman in kind the of um, in the workplace singing nursery rhymes over the phone to kind of um, child. Yeah, to caring about the child remotely over the, like that. That is the thing for me where kind of like it. I think the movie in its first half, and I think for for most of it, is making kind of a coherent statement about you know misogyny in society. Like we talked about, like all the serial killer movies that it reminds us of. It reminds me a lot of um, Prisoners. In that, like, Prisoners takes place in, like, the sex of- child sex offender center of, like, America. Right. Like, where you, you cannot walk ten feet within the worlds of prisoners without stumbling across somebody who has done yeah. something terrible to and a they, child. That is so true, because, like, throughout the movie, it's like, um, here's another sex offender we can, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we have, can blame that, this on, yeah. That, that we can blame it on. And it's like, stop finding me sex offenders and start finding me the... <laughs> the <laughs> Magic the, killers. The, yeah, the culprit. Like, um, not just any sex offender. Like, the the specific one that we're looking for will deal with these guys later. Um, <laughs> They're taking up valuable cell space. Um, yeah. But yeah, like like here, there's a series of like sex offenders or kind of like men who harass women. And again, it's it's a common like it's a, it is a coherent theme. So you have like the drivers of kind of the the kind of auto rickshaws who are harassing Fiji. And it is a comment. Yeah, it is a comment. It it's a very is. apparent comment on the widely publicized kind of um, abusive uh, women on public transport and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, like it's notable that there is another Tamil actor called Sarah Vanan, who is not the Sarah Vanan who appears in this, but who had to be like removed from the Tamil version of Big Brother because he admitted to harassing women uh, on public transport when he was younger. Um, it's a very widespread phenomenon. I know that's not, I know that's not the, the one that everybody kind of thinks about. And it's not obviously the one that garners headlines, but it shows how kind of widespread and ubiquitous that that phenomenon kind of is. And I think that, like, the movie makes a good through line thematically going from more mundane forms of harassment, yeah. uh, such as those those rickshaw things, um, such as kind of those men kind of tracing uh, Vichy and her daughter down, you know, going to a slightly more sensationalized version of, like, real world predation, as it does with In Barrage, the teacher. Yes. Um, and then kind of, like, springboarding that into... Like the kind of misogyny that you see in serial killer films where there are just like piles of women wrapped in plastic and thrown away like, you know, disposable goods. It all comes from a resentment of of female sexuality and a wish to 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 kind of um, possess it. Um, and, and male insecurity as well like because it's yeah. very much it's tied up in christopher's impotence for example but in barrage's kind of justification for it is well you know you wake up lonely in your bed every day and don't you feel like you deserve something you know and it's very much this kind of masculine i really for a, for a while i thought that it was going to make a hot fuzz kind of twist that the that the movie is all about um in this case the school scores <laughs> that, the one, that the that they're just killing these children because they had low scores in maths and that that would lower the 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 average so there it's like a whole conspiracy where the police are behind us and the the school is behind us and um i love that you say this as if it's any more insane than what it ultimately turns out to be the spoilers for we are in the spoilers we are in the spoilers for all in, f- in fairness i didn't i didn't i didn't um 
spoil hot fuzz precisely. But um, I think Darren knows what I mean. Yeah. I, I do know. I do know exactly what you mean. But yeah, I, I find that kind of like push and pull intro. Because again, like it's something we noted when we talked about like the Bong 3 as well. Has a similar subplot where it's very much like about the horrors of the dowry system and the arranged marriage system. About macho entitlement and male entitlement and honor killings and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the importance of respecting women. So it's, 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 always, it's interesting to see that kind of simmering through. Well, I mean, you know, not that. And again, this is something you said early on to start with. It's not something that's specific to India. It's not as if, like, the Western world hasn't had its share of moments of reckoning with how terribly women have been treated historically, particularly in pop culture. Um, but I, I do find it interesting that, like, in Indian cinema around this time, you have that being worked through in that way. Sorry. And it was interesting that, that in this movie you have these kind of lovely boy suitors in it. Where, where, where... I was going to ask her to marry me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where there's just these these kind of like um, um, uh, you know, uh, wholesome um boys who who just want to get you know kind of like hold hands and drive around on scooters with these girls, and then there's these old men who are like, ah, uh, it's just, it just a vitamin. Them, it's, it's just so a vitamin. Angry. Yeah, yeah. Where the, oh, like yeah, yeah. the the idea of a a, a woman expressing her sexual identity because that that's the thing exactly. with the teacher. Yeah, when the teacher holds the girl down the first time, he's like, "I saw you on the scooter." It's like you're doing bad maths because you're um you know connected emotionally yeah. you're holding to, hands with a young to, boy two young men yeah, yeah 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 and i mean and like and again this is one of the things where i'm not i'm kind of this is where i admire the film's ambition and i admire how hard it goes for what it's doing and i'm not entirely sure how well it actually works but like the sequences like the 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 sex abuse sequences with uh, in Barrage, who by the way is played by uh, Vinod Sagar, and should be noted, Vinod Sagar apparently is a collaborator of Ram uh, Kumar from going way back. He's talked about working with the director before he was a director, and he said, "Yep, yeah, I actively sought this role. I had to convince him that I could play this character. Um, it took a lot of work. People in screen tests weren't really sure I could project menacing well enough. Um, but I kind of those sequences it's a nice where... position to be in." <laughs> you, you are not convincing yeah um not being kind of like that you'll really really go like above and beyond to convince people that you're that you're convincing in 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 this um in 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 this role like um yeah i think i think didn't like kevin kevin bacon i think has found it difficult i think ever since sleepers to well sorry actually i don't know if that's true Maybe in my mind and in other people's mind, he will always be the guy the, from Sleepers, the, the guard from Sleepers, yeah. yeah. And that there was there, that it was that it was a, it was it was it was a kind of a before Sleepers and after Sleepers <laughs> sort of thing. Well, I mean, yeah, before Sleepers, it was like Footloose, and it was you know it was he was the hero in I think is it Murder in the First Degree, the movie with Gary Oldman, where he's incorrectly incarcerated, um, like and he's the victim from gar- being I mean, tormented. He's still, but, he's, uh, Kevin Bacon's still great and everything. Yeah. Not, oh no, Bacon's not, a fantastic actor. I'm not denigrating him, but but Bacon goes well with everything. <laughs> Bacon makes everything better. Um, but yeah, like the the thing that I find like I don't know how well it works, but I admire the movie trying things like the sequences where they are racing to stop the kind of child sex abuse, and it's kind of cross cutting. And again, it has this very Christopher Nolan-y vibe because the music is very oh, yeah. interstellar. Music is quite Hans Zimmery. Yeah, and the, and they're kind of cutting across these three plot or these two 
plot lines happening in parallel with one another. Uh, and you do, and like, again, it's really well directed. I love that moment where Kumar's like, okay, we better go to his tutorial house. And then he just freezes and the camera pans around to reveal that the other girl is like stopped him and is going to take him to the classroom. But part of me is also like, maybe this isn't the, the kind of delicacy that you need when you're handling a subject matter like this, that is like this real and this grounded. I don't know. I I kind of, mm. I found myself wondering about that, trying to to figure out like, is there a line of taste being crossed here? Does it matter? That sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a kind of, it's a very strange movie because it does that kind of uh, 90s serial killer stuff in a very, and I believe it's not, it, 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 it is not technically a Bollywood movie, but that kind no, of. No, it's a Hollywood movie is what it's called because that's the Tamil uh, film industry. Right. But it, it's 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 that kind of um, familiar, almost kind of four quadrants thing of having yes. musical numbers and humor and a love story and kind of like a, it's a cop movie, um, you know. So it's not it's not like it's not Brad Pitt and Seven. Yes, you know, yeah. it's 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 a fun cop movie kind yeah. of. Um, and that's really interesting when you watch You the know, cops. it's more like Tango and Cash. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, if Tango and Cash solve Science of the Lambs, that's the kind of thing that you... Exactly. Like, where you that's the sweet spot where you end up. Because that, that's the thing that I find interesting about it. Because I, I think... Jack on, Palance <laughs> in that movie was... It, it was molesting more than mice. Um, <laughs> that, that, thank you, Andrew. Those um, mice did not want to be in that scene. <laughs> but like... And, like, that's the thing that I find really interesting. I think, like, on a script level, I think this movie knows exactly what it is, right? Um, but I think that you get this wonderful dissonance when you filter the conventions of an American, like, film noir serial killer movie through the cinematic language of, like, and I'm, we are not experts in Indian cinema. Uh, we're not pretending to be. Or at least Andrew's not pretending to be. I may be pretending to be against my own better judgment. But... Like, we've covered a couple of those movies uh, on the list, and we have a kind of a feel They're for They're a little different. Yeah. Um, but, like, there is that general kind of, kind of almost like the Bang 3 thing, where, as you point out, it has to be, like, something for everybody, because the plan is everybody's going to see this movie. So you have to have yeah. a love interest for the assumed female audience. You have to have jokes for the assumed young audience. You have to have, yeah. you know, action for the assumed older male audience. And it all has to be part of one package. So you have this wonderful, weird dissonance, which I don't know how well it works, but I kind of love, which is like that wonderful yeah. space for me where I'm like, I don't know how good this is, but I don't want it to be any different. Um, where you have like plot elements from those serial killer movies. Like, for example, the idea that the entire police department is just like fundamentally terrible. Like they're introduced torturing and beating people. At one point, they take Kumar to what can only be described as a secret mortuary with the exposition it's line. So breezily. <laughs> yeah, like just like a single line of dialogue. And here's the line. I wrote it down, so yes. I'm not exaggerating. When we frame the politically supported criminals and finish them off, we bring the corpses here. We file an absconding case and fake a search on them. Once it, ha once it settles down, we dispose of the corpses. And that's all that's ever that mentioned about this. Voiceover. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, introducing kind of like a, a shot a where we're seeing this facility. Yeah. And, and, but like, I guess we didn't mention it when we were talking about recommendations. The, um, there, there is a lot of reading 
to doing this. The the subtitles do come um, very uh, fast, thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to um, the point I'm... where you were watching that, and like I I I got all of it, but I was like, did they just like, go <laughs> over a that? subplot where the police are just randomly murdering like political opponents? Yeah, and I loved how I loved the cynicism of that. Like in 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 the the in the the most kind of perfect kind of like satirical way where stupid people will miss it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um like they're 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 saying um and of course because we live in a terrible country all 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 of this um um uh, sorry yeah sorry sorry but what i what i mean by that is be, be because of politics yeah. um all of this terrible th- stuff has to happen somewhere and this is what we do it but forget about that for a second because yeah. this is where we keep the yeah <laughs> it's where we keep the dead bodies and like uh, like moments later you have the moment with like in barrage where he's like the guy the, like the, the teacher has taken a hostage at the hospital and he's like no matter what i do you guys will murder me eventually in an encounter i know it very well and, and, I, and they will and they will like, and like that's the thing about like the mo- the movie is like because the movie is so cheerful and bright and so much of it takes place like during the day and so much of it features like slow motion and great action sequences you tend to forget that but like to the script's credit the script is very much aware of that because like you have the moment later on where kumar is sitting in the stairwell and he hears the voiceover from the sex offender again saying, no matter what I do, you guys will murder me eventually in an encounter. Um, as if to underscore the idea that, yeah, these these cops are just like, are just terrible people as well. There is no law and order. They are a law unto themselves. But it's, it's weird because it's so like cheerful and upbeat and nobody really questions it. Like they're, the moment where they're torturing the rickshaw driver, like beating and caning his feet. And Lakshma is like reading a nursery rhyme to her like child at home, which is like yes. this wonderfully blackly comic kind of beat. And it like you can tell that Kumar is not really comfortable with the whole torturing suspects thing. But it's also the movie never really draws attention to it or underlines it or says this is wrong or bad. It just kind of trusts you to accept the absurdity of it. It was a weird kind of a um, choice they made where they have um, around actually beating people. Yeah. You know, where they established that he was an assistant director and can fake beating people. So you think like that's of course what he's going to do all of the time. <laughs> But um, but he doesn't. Um, and but I, I think you mentioned there like kind of the script, and it 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 is kind of like for 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 all of its kind of flaws, it's 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 a it's a great script. Um, there is a very kind of um brief uh moment where he he steps out of his house, and this is in like the first couple of minutes, um. And fills up water and seeds, yeah, for 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 the birds. So it's it's kind of like like they they do that kind of like uh, saving the cat thing. Yeah, he's so, a nice guy. Like so well that like it's it's just like um you you could almost not notice it, but but you know you know straight away this guy is good. Like because he fed those birds water and <laughs> and seeds. Anything he does from now on, you just have to see through that um, prism. Yeah. So and no, again, I, 
I thought it was very efficient like that. It, it is very and like I found myself watching it going I'm being swept along with this. This is very disconcerting that like we've introduced the secret mortuary as a plot point and the fact that these cops will just randomly murder people as a plot point as well. But the movie is like yeah no 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 no, no don't worry to it. That's not we're not going to focus on it. And like because that's the stuff like it's in, it's Ven, Venkat is the guy that they send <laughs> to 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 kill all the political prisoners. <laughs> No, Venkat is a um, a darling. Venkat is used in the movie whenever they want to build stakes and whenever they want to kind of like heighten the drama. It's it's like, oh no, Venkat, is he okay? And eventually he's he's very not okay. But that's just to underline how like... This so what you're saying is it's, big it's a a Save the Venkat movie is what you're saying. (laughs) Very Uh, good, Darren. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the setup. Um, but I, I like that stuff. I do like genuinely love. Like I love the bit where like he's got Christopher like at point blank with the gun, and Kumar's like, "Just shoot him, shoot him, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face." Shoot him twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, it, like it's it's the kind of thing that like you're watching Seven, and the world of Seven is so like depressing and dark and overcast, <laughs> and everybody in that movie has a five o'clock shadow and circles under their eyes, and they look like they haven't ironed their clothes. So you're like, yeah, I accept that this is that crap sack world. Whereas everybody in Rasasan is like perfectly groomed, has spent all the time at the gym, is incredible, as you point out, is very kind to birds and small animals. So like when that happens, you're like, this is a little unusual and uncomfortable but hey um i but i kind of i like blast that, that face off his face <laughs> want you to take his face off <laughs> we did mention the dubs earlier <laughs> yeah. this is a john the, woo movie spiritually it, it is indeed i like and, and i will say actually again to credit kumar the direction is really good like i really like and the not subtle no, no. Like the, the, it has like like lightning. Yes, that, that um, is one of my favorite moments. It's the bit where the lightning great. reveals that he's standing I, in the corner of the room. Terrific! Like I didn't have any problem with it at all. Like, it was like, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right. Is there anything else we're talking about? Anything we haven't discussed already with this movie? I feel like there are a lot of individual bits that we are probably going to want to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I think I gave some love for Christopher. I, th- I, th- I think he is genuinely terrifying um, as, as, as well as being um, bonkers. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the kind of imagery of the, the body rotting and all of the kind of like flies coming out of it. And, and that, very graphic, that, like for, for yeah. a PG-13 movie, effectively. This is incredibly graphic and unsettling. And I, I felt like the, 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 there was kind of, um, uh, that was saying something about like kind of the, the um, like the setting that we're going to have in. So like, 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 I guess I thought the, and the movie kind of is about some of the, corruptions or problems with with the with the with the world in which it's set but the fact that the, you have kind of like rotting flesh at the beginning kind of um and and again juxtaposed with the idea of like the house being kept neat as well because the conversation that two men are having about the dogs is like oh it just keeps the keeps the bad people out of my house this lovely looking dalmatian thing here yeah so yeah and the idea the of this it. stuff being like um very close to the surface yeah. um 
but nobody really caring to look at it as well. I do love, by the way, that it opens with a liquor and smoking warning, but please torture is A-OK. That was one of my first <laughs> notes. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, there, there was the, the inappropriate smoking. There is a moment where VG nearly um, where it walks out in front of a rickshaw holding a coconut. That would and, have been and terrible. Ar- Aaron is able to save both VG and the coconut. Um, <laughs> therefore presenting food waste and yeah. proving himself the real hero of the 250 exactly yeah 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 and the, the, those seeds were just going to get thrown out if you didn't give them a bird either yeah. yeah um well something else i kind of liked here as well was the and again it's a really strange touch i don't know if it's a cultural thing so maybe it is a cultural thing but i just kind of i i had a moment of kind of looking at it and laughing and i feel bad if it is a cultural thing but where they break into the house of in barrage because they don't know who he is they get the information from the rickshaw driver and there's this giant portrait of him staring at them and they go that's the teacher at the school um which <laughs> I, kind of, I love the idea that he just has this giant framed portrait of himself hanging where it can be seen as soon as you walk in the door so you know whose house you're in yeah dude don't you that there is, a, there is a history of people doing that, there, that there's that a is. there's a football manager called brendan rogers who who they did a documentary about liverpool football club while he was in charge and one of the highlights of the documentary, I didn't watch it because I have no interest, but one, one, one of the highlights seemingly was that there was a big um, portrait of him in his house. <laughs> that, um, maybe he didn't want the documentary filmmakers to see, I can't comment. Um, yes. And then other thing I like is the, the setup and payoff, which we mentioned. So things like the signature being set up, the faking of the signature being set up as a joke and then played back. But also the hearing aid. I love that they establish early on yeah. the hearing aid can replay and therefore it's used quite judicious. Like this is a movie that moves really fast. Yeah, like it, it moves- I, I, I did like that the that it was immediately obvious that the teacher was the killer and he wasn't, you know. <laughs> like it gives you that thing where you're like oh it's him yeah but like, like <laughs> quite, quite literally because like they're having conversations like well this man is a complete monster he obviously enjoys power and tormenting people and you cut straight to the teacher tormenting people um exactly which straight, again it's straight, a wonderful straight away you're like oh this is a guy like yeah. i hope it doesn't take too long before they figure out it's him because it's definitely him <laughs> yeah and um, then the movie's like intermission um i I did actually quite like, and again, this is one of those really dark things where I'm not sure I should say I quite like it, but I did admire that the movie, like the intermission break is, and again, it's one of those things where it's an insane coincidence. Like, again, it's that prisoners thing where the plot moves and everybody within your three feet radius is a child sex offender for some reason. But it's like Amu manages to escape the abuse of the teacher only to, like, get abducted by the actual serial killer that they're looking for by coincidence being the niece of the man who is investigating the serial killer that they're looking for. Um, But I like that the like her abduction is the intermission break. Yes. So you go away. And you assume that, like the next, the second you half have a of the relationship movie. montage, yeah, with Fiji and Aaron looking for rickshaws as yeah. well. Um, sorry, sorry, maybe that's not the bit you were going to talk about, but I thought that was so kind of uh, wild and jarring because you had like a musical number playing yes. while 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 they're trying to find out a child's killer, <laughs> um, and that's their 
that's their romantic monologue. Their romantic, um, what's my father? They're meet cute. Uh, they're basically they're dates. Yeah, they're little dates. Um, and it's a similar moment as well as like that disconnect that you get with the second musical number because like after Amu is is kind of kidnapped, you assume the second half of the movie is going to be okay. Well, look, it's personal now. So Kumar is going to have to track hmm. down the killer and he's going to have to rescue his niece and he's going to be racing against time. And I kind of love from a plot point of view that the movie's like, nope, she's dead. She's like she's just dead yeah. almost immediately and you get as you so, point out a, mu- a musical montage then that is like full of flashback sequences of this dead child who you spent the first half of the movie with and who like the big climactic beat of the first half was like saving her from an abusive teacher um and i like that the movie kind of for lack of a better word just goes hard like it it, it just kind of like commits to what it's doing it's like yeah she's not in the movie anymore um the, like it's I, that was wild though yeah. that 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 um that they turn around and reintroduce the farce like immediately where it's like oh what's that no it's nothing it's nothing um he was just driving away there's um i just found this teddy bear and he's like my daughter she's dead <laughs> why and, um, and then a musical he goes on ray wise yeah <laughs> um sorry ray wise from Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <And> Robocop. <laughs> um, By the way, one one of the best kind of like I think it's like 15, eighteen minutes or so is a a um, a short like kind of DVD extra I think where the villains of Robocop talk about being the villains of Robocop. It's it's terrific. Um, <laughs> All right, I think we're kind of reaching the end of the conversation. Then, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, anything we haven't discussed or anything jumping out at you in terms of like beats or moments or choices made during the film. Um. No. Oh yes, yeah. No, I I was going to mention Indraj is somebody who is when 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 I spoke about what the movie is about and it's kind of like finding meaning in your work. There's something that Indraj is kind of in, in, incapable of doing. Is it, is it, that it, that it, that it, that he's the other kind of um, um, uh, side of things. When when Arun could become that kind of pathetic person, if if he had less kind of um, uh, character, like where one day is just followed by the next, and there's this um, kind of stewing resentment. Life is without ups and downs, and like yeah. he never wanted to be a police officer. This guy kind of. Um, uh, understands maths and doesn't understand why other people can't and just resents that he has to kind of like talk to 15 year old girls all day and that they're the worst Um, whereas whereas Aaron kind of is in a a situation will happily talk to 15 year old girls and give them his phone number (laughs) that was weird he definitely (laughs) definitely endangered that child um um, who also has a twin <laughs> which again i love that the movie is like yep twist <laughs> and you're kind of like wait what yeah. but they've already moved on yeah. like, feels like this is something that could have come up during like preliminary checks somebody should have maybe been doing something on this i love by the way that when he goes to visit the school principal she's playing solitaire you can see her close the solitaire window as he storms <laughs> into the office, which is creepy. <laughs> but again, it's a thing where like you could tell it's like, okay, we haven't done a Hitchcock-esque, you know, kind of like there's doppelgangers or like Twin Peaks. There's like these two women who look identical to one another. So yeah, twins. That's it. <laughs> which, again, like, 
I kind of the more we talk about this, the more I'm settling into I kind of love this movie. Um, well, it's the the if like if he, it has the feeling of somebody who was maybe concerned that they would if that they you mentioned that they were waiting a long time for this to get made. I wonder if they if they were also worried that they'd ever get to make a movie again. So it's like I'm going to put as much stuff into this, or like, ever get to make a serial killer movie again. Yeah, like, or like, yeah, or yeah. yeah, you know, like like one shot, and if this fails, the entire genre is dead. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave any ideas out of this. Um, just put it, put it all in. Seventy first idea, it's best like, idea. Will he have doves or like bubbles or cards? Um, our cards. Are, are bubbles even a magic thing? I don't care. They're it's in the movie. It's magician's <laughs> thing. It's yeah. in the movie. Yeah. It's the Gremlin sequel guy, except it's just one guy writing the script. Um, all right, then. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we haven't discussed anything jumping out at you. No, no. I, 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 um, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right, then. What we, normally do, what we normally do at the end of the podcast is we ask our guests to recommend something. But since we don't have any guests, I'm going to ask Andrew to recommend something first. Um, I will recommend a couple of things. One of them I've probably mentioned already. In, in fact, it's possible that I've mentioned both of these things already. Just take this as me doubling down. Uh, if you watch this on Amazon, you have Amazon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you can watch um, uh, season one of The Tick. It's from a few years ago. Um, there is a season two of The Tick. It is fine. Um, uh, but see, 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 season one is the season that season I... Season two didn't tick all those boxes for you, no? <laughs> no not quite. It kind of um, is... Yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, it, 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 it wasn't as good. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It, it, it has... Um, Peter Saravinovich and Griffin Newman. That's right. Griffin Newman, who we mention a lot because he's he's, um, co-host, or sorry, host, I guess. Co-host, sure, co-host of of the comic relief. (laughs) We're all (laughs) co-hosts. For the the Blank Check podcast. Um, Did we get some mention on the Reddit? We did, did, which was very strange and very surreal. the, 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 anyway, sorry. That's probably not something to kind of be like really <laughs> excited about. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that it was like comment number 473 on the thread. Um, exactly. Oh, um, by the way, if you've listened to all these other recommendations movie podcasts, so this is Irish thing I haven't really listened to. I think it might work. <laughs> um, and so that's on Amazon. Another thing that's on Amazon is a movie by another guy who knows how to make movies, which is uh, uh, Shane Black's uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's great. It's terrific. And it really doesn't like, like this is a movie. I feel like it's safe to recommend because, um, I don't think enough people, um, watch it the first time around. Yeah. 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 And that it's a, it's a kind of a hidden gem and there's so much crap on Amazon that, that, that like the, the, this is kind of, um, it's almost one of those ones that would be worth having it. I like his movies anyway. I and there, I feel like there's a lot of examples, um, of, these kind of uh, movies that he's made that 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 just kind of really didn't mean anything to anybody. Like I think so the, like nice the nice guys, guys was great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh gosh, we were both on the same page. Never um, happens on this podcast. <laughs> but no, it's um, it's uh, it's terrific. It's um, 
it's got uh, Iron Man and Batman. And um, they, we won't tell you which Batman. No, no. Um, it's a phenomenal performance um, from that Batman, though. Like it's one of my favorites. Yes. Of it reminds you that he's good. Like yeah. the yeah, which 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 of course he is if you've seen McGruber, and if you are in America. McGruber is now on Peacock. I, I really want to see that TV show. I really want I to see no... that. How do we see that? If um, any... Yeah, if any uh, NBC executives are listening and want to like pay for ad reads by showing us episodes of McGruber, we'll we'll happily accept that as payment. It's I think it's safe w- to say. one of the best comedy movies kind of of, of, of this century. Um, yeah. You only saw it recently, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I knew that I wanted to watch it and that I would enjoy it. Um, I just had a feeling. But yeah. It's a great movie. Um rewatched it recently. It is it is very much it's a movie that holds up. Um in terms of, of recommendations for myself, I mean most of the stuff I've already mentioned. Um so for example, like if you like this, maybe try some of the other kind of genre Indian movies we talked about. I think Andad Hoon is probably the safest recommendation, because I know that both Andrew and I love that. Uh but also Tumbad, uh, which is similarly kind of like a go for it kind of movie, in that it's like it, it has that same vibe that, that Andrew mentioned this had, which is like I may only ever get to make one movie. It's probably going to need to be this one. So every idea is in this movie. Um, but I, I had a tremendous time with it as well. Um, in terms of, of other stuff, um, like, I, as I mentioned, I'm a big 90s serial killer media fan, which is a very weird thing to say. Um, so yeah, the Thomas Harris Hannibal books, particularly the first two, Red Dragon, Science of the Lambs. Uh, I know Andrew is going to complain about this, but the TV show overseen by Brian Fuller, Hannibal, which is a masterpiece. It is hey, both style say, and Darren, substance. I'm glad that people liked. <laughs> <laughs> people like what they like, Andrew. People like what they like. Um, but yes, uh, that is, is fantastic as well. The, the movie Science of the Lambs uh, as well, which is, is one of those that I think really holds up. I think the discussions around it need to happen, but I think the movie itself is, is spectacular. Um, and Mindhunter uh, on Netflix as well. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Which is, is like a spectacularly kind of like welcome. And it's great because when they were like looking at uh, Kumar's like walls of serial killers, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's been on, on, Man, on Mindhunter. That dude's I'll, been on Mindhunter. I've seen that episode. I'll second your recommendation, kind of like a soft second, second seconding of, <laughs> of, um, of Hannibal, because even if you're me, and don't like it as much as Darren, you'll still get Mads Mikkelsen and lots Lawrence of Fishburne. fantastic co- cookery. And Lawrence Fishburne. Um, the, the, the cookery in it is, is, is fantastic. The food photography is, <laughs> yes. um, is incredible. And it's and amazingly, it's something that aired on American network television. Again, we talked about how this movie manages to sneak so much past the I censor. I think that's the problem it has for me. Okay, is you that think it's... It's, it's, it's network television-ness of it. It's kind of like it, it needs to be less like NCIS. Um, Interesting. How, like, how, how much of it did you watch? Uh, probably not that much. I, 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 there was okay. just one particular character who was a main character that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> Um, and, okay, because it, 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 it drops the NCIS-ness quite quickly in the second and third season. The The opening arc of the third season is one of the most impressionistic uh, seasons of television I have ever seen, um, where it's just like, hey, would you like a slow motion montage? Uh, yeah, you're going to get a slow motion montage. So Gillian the, the, Anderson taking a bath in Florence for 20 minutes. Gillian Anderson's going to take a bath in Florence for 20 minutes. I mean, the the I, I, I don't know if you're selling it anymore. Well, although that does sound great. The, the, um, um, and he's like, give me David Duchovny in a bathtub in uh, Milan and we're all set. 
the um whatchamacallit? Um the character that um whose name I've forgotten, who I think is played by Edward Norton. In, uh Will Graham. Uh, Will who's, Graham. who's also played by I, uh William Peterson in uh Manhunter, the Yes. Version. Yeah. From from um uh, CSI. Yes, full <laughs> circle bringing it. <laughs> exactly. Um but um will the Hannibal uh Hannibal's um Graham is um You dance. Well, yeah, yeah. He kind of brought it down for me. He has a very kind of Adam Grenier feel. That <laughs> like he's kind of like good to kind of look at and his hair that I'd like to have, but is <laughs> is really not as interesting as the character. As anybody to be. around him, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, um I, I yeah. like that blankness. Well you have to believe the world. <laughs> That they're kind of creating for you, where it's like this guy is um, like there, there, there's there's nobody like him. He's just so handsome. <laughs> um, just every week, he's just so handsome and like um, he just His hair cracks things hair. wide open with how brilliantly handsome he is. <laughs> and the, the the yeah, there is just something kind of like uh, like a vacant hunk kind of thing about him. That it, that it, that they didn't really they sell it for me. Okay. I'm sorry. I quite like the damsel in distressness of him. To I be don't fair, have, like the... <laughs> I don't have the your, the benefit of Darren. Da- Darren is probably more right about this show. No. Uh, uh-huh. Then 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 I am because he's seen more of it. That's like right. He's kind of kept going with it. I had the same problem with Breaking Bad, where where I stopped watching after like the third season, where I was just like, I've had enough of this. Um, but Darren has seen the entire thing. So has the right to kind of um, uh, not that there's any right or wrong in 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 this, but but if you're to listen to somebody, maybe listen to somebody who's seen the entire thing. And and very quickly, since you mentioned William Peterson, quick recommendation for To Live and Die in L.A., which is the movie I rewatched last year, which is absolutely stunning, uh, in which he plays a corrupt treasury agent uh, tracking down Willem Dafoe as a counterfeiter, and it's that like from incredible. Oh, yeah. It's from director William Friedkin. It has like one of my favorite chase sequences ever. Uh, And it's this very 80s thing about like the ideas are the forgeries that like that Defoe makes better than the real deal because of the culture in which we live. Um, And also, is William Peterson going to explode and kill everybody around him? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those two big questions that drive the movie. But it it is a wonderfully, one of the most bleakly nihilistic movies. One of the rare kind of, because cop movies are very frequently like, you know, are the cops as bad as the criminals? And this is a movie where it's like, no, but really, are are the cops as bad as the criminals? Uh, Wonderfully, like, nihilistic 80s neo-noir. So I would wholeheartedly recommend that. That is to live and die in L.A. if you haven't seen that. All right and, and then. Very prescient as well about LA policing. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry about them being terrible. Sorry. Yeah, I'm doesn't sure, really I'm delve sure. that much into like the racial politics of the particular. No, no, why no, they're no, terrible. no, 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 no. Yeah, it, it um, was, it was, it was definitely kind of um, t- t- more t- of a t- vibe. T- right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> LAP and the LA policing has this kind of vibe. Is the vibe of the movie. Um, all right then. So, if listeners are well, first of all, if you're listening to us, thank you very much. Um, we had a tremendous year last year, and we just want to say thank you very much to everybody who kind of listened along with us. Uh, we got some wonderful feedback, so thank you very, very much for that. Thank you very um, much, we don't, guys, we don't say yeah. thank you nearly, nearly enough for thank that. Thank you, Darren, as well. No, uh, well, thank for, you, Andrew. For... Um, like, I, I, I'm actually really kind of generally happy with the episodes that we did last year, and I'm never happy. Um, 
I'm fundamentally sad inside. I'm depressed. <laughs> um, but no, I'm actually, I am actually really proud that I think we put out a good crop of episodes last year. Uh, we have some great ones kind of lined up for this year as well. Um, we're available as ever, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Podlink will have like a kind of a, a set of them, um, whichever is your favorite listening device. Uh, you can rate us now on Spotify. That would help get the word out, um, help continue to kind of grow our listenership. Give us a good rate. Yes. Like, that, uh, yeah. We, um, if you like us, tell everyone. Up. If you don't like us, tell no one ever. Yeah. 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 Like, like, um, yes. Yeah. If, if you don't like the movie, sorry, if you don't like us, yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. do, do. Well, feel free to like tweet at us angrily. That doesn't yeah, really. Yeah. Slide into our DMs. I say that. <laughs> the DM <laughs> is no Darren DMs Rooney. Of mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do run the 250 Twitter. Yeah. And our Facebook as well. Don't forget the Facebook. <laughs> um, and the only fans <laughs> we don't publicize that enough no i mean well i feel like that's a bone you have to come look there is for it. You no have to, you have to be a, a hardcore 250 fan for that yeah if you like us enough you will find us and then subscribe and realize there is nothing in it <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll be back next week uh where we actually again we I think this is three episodes back to back with just the two of us, which is fantastic. I've actually really enjoyed all three of them. Um, but I think that's, that's the longest time we've done solo episodes in quite You see a lots of us back to back in our OnlyFans. At some point, yeah. we will cover Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for um, a Dream. <laughs> I love that I knew that's exactly what you were referencing. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, but yes, um, but next week we're gonna we're gonna break that tradition. We're going to have two spectacular guests: the wonderful Graham Day, the fantastic Niall Glynn, and we'll be talking about Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. And with that, I'm gonna take it up, up, and away. Take care, guys. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks so much, Darren. All right. Thanks, cheers. guys. Bye.